This podcast is brought to you by JAM, Junction Arts and Media, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Welcome to the 13th episode of the Intersection Podcast with our host, Julius. This podcast is intended to promote different voices from the Upper Valley, sharing their experience of community and providing a forum for each participant to be heard without comment or judgment. Our guest today will remain anonymous and we invite you, the listener, to simply listen. Okay, to our guest, how would you describe community? What is your definition of community? Well, hello, Julius, and uh, thank you for having me, Um, and thank you to your audience in advance for listening to me. Um, I would describe community as uh, togetherness, love, um, people working in harmony, people coming together to sort of share values, to share culture, and just to, you know, expand or expand ideas or just coming together. That's what I would, how I would describe community. What shaped that experience of community for you? So when I grew up, I was around a lot of community, like community existed where I come from. Um, You know, I, I, well, I grew up in a poor community. However, people didn't have a lot of money. They were not rich, but my great grandparents specifically, they provided a sense of uh, belongingness for people. So people could come over to the house because my grandfather was a minister and people would come over to the house. And my great grandmother, she was always in the kitchen. She was cooking. She always had a meal. She always had a cake prepared. So people from the church would come over and you would just have all of these people even from the, 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 the parts of the community would come over and they would just eat and, and, and fellowship and socialize. Now, when this was taking place, where were you at? What were you doing? Oh, my gosh. Playing with all my cousins or either uh, sitting right next to my great grandfather, uh, trying to mimic him. Um, it's funny because I can remember uh, he like in the mornings, like if he'd have important meetings, people would come over and he'd have. His, his cup of coffee with his saucer. And uh, we, I wanted to do the same thing. I wanted to have my cup of coffee, just like my grandfather. And then he would do this thing where he'd take the coffee and pour it into it, and some of it would waste into the saucer, I should say. And, uh, and he'd, he'd drink it. And I, I'd want to do the same thing, just like him. I guess that's a good point. So <clears throat> that's what defined your vision of community. Oh yeah. And and I mean they my I talk a lot about my great grandparents because they were sort of the they're from the they were from the south and they migrated up to uh you know up north and uh they had 13 children and so uh I just had I had a lot of family always around and my my great grandfather he always instilled community family community so I grew up around that can you set the picture of what that kind of looks like? Oh, my gosh. I mean, so, like I said, I always had cousins around. Um, uncles, aunts. It was just 
it was just norm. It was par for course. I mean, like if it was, if it were a Sunday, I mean, any day, cause we, my sisters and I, we, we grew up like we were always at my great grandparents' house. So there was never a shortage of someone taking care of us, someone watching us. I had my cousins always around. We were outside playing sometimes. I mean, now we had to be in when the streetlights came on, but you know, it, it, we could, we could come to the house and sort of, you know, gather in front of the house and play with each other, but, uh, or we just take it right inside. And so I always had someone to play with, someone watching us. It was just, it was just love. I mean, it was just warmth coming, oozing from my family, just like an aunt trying to kiss you or pinch your cheeks or hug you or you know, mm-hmm. Aunt Marie or somebody, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's interesting. And one more point before I go to the next question. Please explain to the audience what it means by when the lights go off. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay. So, you know, you go outside and you play with your friends. And I, I don't know if this is like just, the black community, but I think I've only heard it in the black community. Cause every time I mention the street lights, every, and you're around black people, they know exactly what you're talking about. And so there's a thing where in the black community, if you go outside and you're playing with your friends and instead of like, you know, I guess someone calling you to come in or you're looking at a watch you use the street lights to symbolize that it's time to get in the house. You and and once those street lights come on, you better book it because if you're late, if you're if I mean if you are five minutes late past the street lights coming on, yeah, it, it's not gonna be pretty. Not gonna be nice. <laughs> we tried it. <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you explained that because I think what people don't, uh, need to understand is that. Um, that is a sense of community because wherever you're at, what friend's house you're at or whatever, they also know about the lights. Oh yeah. So they would say, Hey, Hey, it's about time you start making your way home <laughs> to the house. And okay. then, and it was kind of like the call, like it, the street lights come on. Oh, the street lights on everyone. Let's go. It's, it's time to go. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you explaining yeah. that to me. So, so let me ask you, so how would you explain or how has your experience been here in the uh, in the upper valley when it comes to community yeah I mean you know I've seen some of those same values here um, similar values I think that what I appreciate about the upper valley is that um, there seems to be uh, a sense of of families coming together. Um, I do see a lot of uh, children being able to to go outside and play with their friends and sort of um, the community coming together to to watch the children as they play or, um, you know, you can go down the street and ask neighbors for if it's sugar, eggs, somebody is always trying to or somebody's willing to offer you something. Um, when I came up here, I came across a thing, and everybody knows this here, the listserv. And I was just like, what? 
is this? This is like, this is pretty cool where you can go on there and you can ask people for something or if somebody's giving away something. And so I thought that was pretty neat because like that's, that's community right there. You said listserv? The listserv, yes. Can you explain a little bit more about that? I, I don't think I've heard that before. Yeah, so um, in my community um, and, 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 and like many other communities uh, here in the Upper Valley, uh, each community or town, they have what you call a, uh, it's a listserv, and it's where people can sign up on the emails and are, are you know, I guess submit their emails and then they come, they come a part of a, what, what would you describe that as? Like a, oh, I guess like a, I'm trying to think of the word, like a, 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 a email, a community email of some sort. Mm-hmm. And so people can ask for things on there. They can, uh, you know, offer mm-hmm. things. And so uh, anything you need on there, you can pretty much, you can, you can ask for it. If you're looking for a bike, somebody might be giving away a bike. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, so it's okay. pretty neat. And what you call that again? The list serve. List serve. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, so let me ask you a question then, based on that. And it sounds like you had a good experience so far in the Upper Valley when it comes to community. So, what do you do to build community here? Um. So initially, when I came, I I was a little uh, I wouldn't say lost, but I was trying to figure out exactly how to go about navigating or finding my community here. And so um, at first I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't really know this place. It's a little different from where I grew up. But then I realized that those skills that my great-grandparents instilled in me or my family, like I took those same skills that they, they instilled and I, I just took them with me and I brought it here. So I did the same thing that I did at home. I, I started to look for a church. And I found a great church, and then I found community there. Um, and then um, I joined different organizations, and then I started to meet people through those organizations. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, like with the church, that was important because back home, um, you always had community within the church. So that was important for me to find that here. Okay, so it sounds like you went out to build your own community. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually going well, going out and finding your community, is there a difference? Well, um, I knew I had to be intentional about it. Mm-hmm. I knew that I couldn't just hold myself up in the house and expect it to come to me. And I think that um, a lot of people who have such a difficult time coming here, um, especially if you're a person of color, uh, y- you you kind of you got to be, you got to go out, you got to branch out. You can't just keep yourself in the home because a lot of people who are in this region, I mean, they, they go back generations here. And so sometimes it can be rather difficult to sort of build that type of, or cultivate that type of community that you want because of that. But it, it doesn't have to be, you know, because for the most part, the people here are, they're very friendly and super nice, you know. So based on, our previous questions and think about a time when you felt like you were excluded from an upper valley community and what was the circumstances? Yeah. Like I, I don't think I've, I mean, you know, sometimes coming here um, again, as you, I'm a 
if you're a person of color, a lot of times people think, well, this is a predominantly white uh, state or communities, and um, I'm going to experience some sort of racist experience. That hasn't been, that hasn't been, that hasn't happened to me. That's not mine. Um, I would say more so uh, classism, if anything. Um, You know, you do find a a lot of maybe affluent or wealthy wealthier people here, um, and you have those specific circles. And I, I look, I come from a very humble background, um, poverty stricken community, and so there's sort of a, I guess, a language within those communities and. You know, I, I find myself standing on the outside at times. You mentioned the word classism. I never mm-hmm. heard of that word. Can you kind of give me a brief definition of what that means? Sure. So um, there are individuals who uh, they may have been uh, born into money, but I, what I, I think what I'm trying to say is that money sort of defines their status, and there's that separation there of uh, you may have people who are from a lower income bracket, whereas you have individuals who come from a higher income bracket, whether or not they have earned or attained that or or it's been passed down by generation. So it seems that your experience as far as being, you never experienced any exclusion from the, from the Upper Valley since the time you've been here, right? So you felt a part of it, didn't feel or have any experience of being excluded. No one in like has said you can't be a part. Mm-hmm. No. However, I think that there are times where I simply cannot relate to some of the individuals. I mean, and that doesn't mean that um, I'm not excited for them. I mean, some of them are my friends. And I support and I cheer, but uh, you know, if if individuals are buying like a second home somewhere, or you know, maybe taking a, a a nice luxury vacation somewhere, like I I just simply cannot relate to those things. And uh, it sounds nice, it sounds wonderful, um, and and I'm there listening and you know, excited for them. But then I'm like, you know, that's, that's not my world. So, so let's go back to the word classism. Mm -hmm. Let's just say someone moved into Upper Valley and is not a part of that classism. Okay. What would you tell them? How would you, what advice would you give a person like that to help them be a part of the community? I I mean, I'm assuming that, you know, you, not everyone is probably not going to come in and be in a situation such as yourself, but if someone is not part of that classism neighborhood or group, mm-hmm. what type of advice would you give that individual to help them become, to feel like they are still part of a community? Well, I'd say this. Um, don't judge, number one. Um, and number two, I think that... Um, you know, we individuals should try to remain open and and still put themselves out there because a lot of times, you know, even though you have people who are part of sort of a, a certain bracket, you know, that's they're not 
evil people, you know. Um, they're good people, but I don't think that just because they are in that certain bracket that they should be discriminated against. I mean, I think that, um, you know, a lot of individuals have worked very hard to get to where they've, they've gone, you know, gone to or come to. And so I think that people just need to sort of understand that um, you can still have conversations and friends and sort of share even your experiences. And then that way, you know, you're able to engage or have meaningful engagement with individuals. And I think um, just be open about, you know, what you've gone through or what your experiences are. Because a lot of times, like, I'll talk to some of my friends who are a part of, you know, a certain class. And um, I've noticed that when I open the door to have certain conversations, they're always interested. And a lot of times, like, we end up learning something from each other. So I'd say just be open and and don't, you know, shut people out because of that. What is, is there been anything here in Upper Valley where you experience inclusion? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm not going to share my work specifically, but um, at one point in time, I my work required me to go around to various uh, communities, some parts that, like, I had never heard of. And I would have to engage with people on uh, different projects that I was managing at the time. And I'd say that in those communities, I felt very welcome. I mean, people were willing to just open their doors and I was able to sit down and we, were we would talk and have a meaningful conversation. And so, um, I mean, it was just, we, we, we talked as equals. And so um, I'd say that's a, that's a time where I felt included here. How did it make you feel? I mean, because I was, was you expecting that? Was that surprising to you? Yes. <laughs> yes. So it, it, it definitely surprised me. Um, and I don't know why. I mean, well, I guess I can't sit here and say I don't know why I wasn't surprised. Again, um, you know, this area is a predominantly white region. And, um, you know, as a, as a, a black person here, um, you just don't know sometimes how people are going to receive you. You just really don't know. And um, I was I was quite shocked. I was, you know, it was as if I was talking to someone back home. That's interesting. So it's going to I want to ask another question surrounding that, because, again, obviously there's not a lot of minorities here in the Upper Valley. Mm -hmm. But when you go visit these places, these homes that you visit, was you nervous? Or was you a little bit, uh, not, I won't say scared, but how, how would you feel? How, how, tell me about that feeling. I mean, was I mean, when you was going up to these doors, knocking on the doors or whatever the case may be, what, what was your feeling? I mean, what was you? I mean, I wasn't afraid. And I think that just that just comes from uh, sort of the the uh, the values that. I received from from my family. I think I was able to people here are the same back home. People here just they 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 have values, they have integrity, they're authentic people. Um and that's what I appreciate. And so 
that's who I am. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, come and pull the wool of nobody's eyes or anything like that. I just come as I am. And and so I think that if you come and you you respect people, you're authentic, you know, you're genuine, then you you won't have any issues. So that's interesting because the question I want to ask you next is this. What would you like to see more of to encourage even more inclusion in our community? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think we're we're so blessed. This is a, a we're fortunate to be in this area, to be in the upper valley. Um, I've I've been to many different States and traveled in many different communities, but I'd say uh, this one—it's—it's it's a really—it's a special place here, and um, I think there is an opportunity to really uh, open the doors to have some some good conversations that move us forward here in this area, and um, I believe that this is uh, these the, the communities that make up the Upper Valley specifically. Um, sort of can be an example to others in, in other parts of, you know, the, 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 the broader, uh, I guess, the United States. So it, it would be nice if we can really have more uh, engaging conversations with one another. Uh, we can share uh, just more dialogue. So I'd like to see, see more of that. Okay. So have you, have you partaked in any of those type of activities? Yeah. I mean, I think... Um, like I said before, the the people here um, are very much so welcoming and want to have conversations. You know, I have not run across anyone who's just like, you know, nope, I don't want to talk about that. Nope, I'm not interested. Like, I'm I, now, I'm not going to say that some people have not had that experience. I have not had that experience here. Um, for the most part, people want to talk. They want to have conversations. So, uh, so one more question about about that because I'm assuming that you made your rounds in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, have you like run into people maybe at stores or, uh, you know, just out in the community where they you know they recognize you, you know, by you know being in this community or and 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 if you they did they recognize you number one, mm-hmm. and when they recognize you. What was their response to you? I mean, was it a, you know, tell me about what that is, what that's like or whatever. It's always, it's funny because um, sometimes I'll be with friends and they're like, do you know everyone here? (laughs) But I really enjoy talking to people. And and I think, again, that comes from just come, I come from a huge family. So I, in a way I, I, I crave community. And so, um, you know, seeing people out and about, um, I'm like, I'm like a big kid or whatever you I'm like waving across the street. Hey, what's going on? You know? And, uh, yeah, I mean, like sometimes it's hard for just to pry myself away from individuals because I'm just having such a good conversation. So, so this is going to be my last question yeah. on that right there. So I want you to do me a favor. I want you just to close your eyes mm-hmm. when I ask you this question. I want you to let the people 
that's listening to this to understand what it is. As a black person living in a predominantly white area, and when people recognize you when you're out, oh, you know everybody, how does that make you feel? How I want to know intimately, how does that make you feel? Because I want the community under, to know and understand as a minority, when you are greeted by someone that does not look like you, in a manner in which you just described, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel like I belong here. Um, it makes me feel like this is my community. This is my home. And I'm, that's the answer that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Because I think it is very important for people to know and understand what belongings mean. Mm-hmm. And that's what belonging is, okay? You know, we talk about a lot of DNI, but a part of the, the DNI is the B part, mm-hmm. is belonging. And I think everybody wants to feel like they belong yeah. in the community. So I appreciate you answering that question for me. You're welcome. Is there anything else you think that listeners would like to know when it comes to community here in the Upper Valley? Yeah, I mean, I I now... I think that uh, the Upper Valley is a wonderful community. Uh, is there an opportunity or is there opportunity for growth here? For sure. Um, but I think that, um, you know, we we do a really good job of uh, just welcoming people and accepting people here. And, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to see more of that. And I think we can continue. So... Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You're quite welcome. So thank you to our today today's guests for sharing their experience of inclusion and exclusion here in the Upper Valley. If you would like to lend your voice and your experience to this podcast, please contact us at intersections at CATV, the number eight, dot org. That's intersections with an S at CATV, the number eight dot org. Again, thank you for being our guest today and have a good time. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to this jam podcast. If you have found this program interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content or learn how to produce your own media, please visit us at uvjam.org. That's uvjam.org.